Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and today is another Listener Encounters episode. Before we get into your guys' stories, if you want to hang out with us on social media, you can hang out with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle for that is at Three Spooked Girls. We also have an amazing Facebook group where our Secret Satan gift exchange is still open for signups. You can head over there to do that. We hold it in the group just because that's easier for us and our mods so we can kind of, you know, contain it all and take care of it. It's a great time. You guys literally blow me away with all of the goodies you send to your gift e gift receiver, (laughs) whichever it is. And it's just, it's so great. I love it. I know we look forward to it every year. You guys seem to look forward to it every year. And this year has been our biggest sign up yet. And we still have got plenty of time to sign up. We have, I think, over 160 participants at this point. So amazing. So excited. If you are interested, go check it out. All of our social links are in the link tree in the show notes for you as well. And if you would like to hang out with Jessica and I on Instagram as well, you can find me on Instagram threads and TikTok under the handle spooky underscore sleuth. I do true crime content like we do here, just kind of in short form and then other stuff too. But Jessica is Jessica Bear Stanton, J-E-S-S-K-U-H. For that, if you would like to follow her as well, she's pretty hilarious on threads, so definitely check it out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, Therapy helps you stay connected with what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. And the same goes with tools you can learn in therapy. No matter what your background or everyday life is like, Jessica and I firmly believe everyone can absolutely utilize therapy. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash spookedgirls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash spookedgirls. 
We also have tickets for our live show still happening. We are turning at five this year on September 17th. So Jess and I are holding another virtual live show. Check it out. We have maybe a couple spaces left for our VIP tier where you get some swag from Jess and I. We're also doing a Q&A and of course the show. So check it out. There's three different tiers and we cannot wait to see you guys with that. And if you would like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, get one bonus episode a month, five and up, you get ad-free episodes that publish typically a day early. So if you are interested in supporting us in our spooky and true crime endeavors, go check it out. We also will be having some extra video content for Five Not Patrons in October. So stay tuned for that. That is really all I have. So I'm just going to go ahead and dive into the stories I have for you guys for this episode. So our first one comes from Maria. She's written in previously. So this is the second time we're sharing a story from her. She writes, In 2022, my father-in-law died suddenly from a massive heart attack. It took everyone by surprise and was incredibly hard. While alive, my father-in-law and my boyfriend were best of friends and also jointly owned a business together, so safe to say they spent a lot of time together and were super close. When me and my boyfriend had our first son in 2020, we named him after my father-in-law in his honor. He always loved coming over to spend time with our son, and my son loved his grandpa. They were the two Pedros doing yard work or driving the bobcats my father-in-law owned around his ranch property. Shortly after my father-in-law passed, I was home alone with my son and I had just put him into his bed for a nap. And then I was in my room on my phone, but from my room, I had a clear vision of my son in his bed in his room, since it's connected via an opening. There's two separate rooms, but we made a doorway by the connecting walls so he wouldn't be out of sight since he was only just a little over a year old. Well, as I'm sitting there, it's quiet as can be, and I hear my son say, hi, 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 over and over, and waved to the corner of his room, and he was smiling. I didn't really know what to think at first, but as I processed it, I knew it was his grandpa coming to see him one last time. I knew in my heart it could only be him. My son was so happily waving at. Oh, that's so sweet. You know, we love these, like, wholesome stories like this. So great. Oh, Maybe he'll come back for more visits. You never know. All right, so our second story comes from B, and B writes, Hello, I would just like to start by saying that I have been a listener, dang, for the entire five years you've been doing the podcast, and I absolutely love you guys. We love you too. And it's always exciting when we hear from people who's listened the whole time. Crazy. All right, so my name is B, and I've always been close to the spiritual and paranormal world. As far back as I can remember, I've been talking to ghosts. Mostly family members. Don't worry, I'll submit those stories later. But last night, I experienced sleep paralysis for the first time. I was having trouble falling asleep, and when I finally did, it didn't last long. I wasn't able to move, and I was too scared to open my eyes. I kept thinking, don't open your eyes, there is something there. In my mind, I was surprisingly calm. I thought, okay, you're having sleep paralysis, wiggle your toes. Really calm don't know why. When I tried, I couldn't wiggle anything. Then in my mind, I was like, all right, try something else. Try calling for help. All that came out was a raspy whisper. And at this point, I was annoyed and panicking. I started to say a prayer in my head, and then I felt something grab my legs and arms and push them into my bed. I continued my prayer and tried not to think of being held down by a demon. I was finally able to move my feet. So I thought, try picking up your arm. I tried and felt whatever was on top of me struggling to keep my arm down. 
I guess I got the strength to push it off because my arm shot up pretty fast. And after all of that, I went back to sleep, just like I hadn't battled a demon. MBD. Oh my God. (laughs) I know that you guys are saying that I'm crazy for falling asleep so easy after all of that. But yeah, that's my story about my sleep paralysis demon. So hope you enjoyed. Expect the rest of my stories soon. Love you guys. Oh my God. See, I think like at this point, because like so many, I just feel like it's a normal reaction just to go back to sleep because it like we've been seeing that more and more in stories and like we've shared with Jess's stuff, like she turned around and went to sleep, you know, that kind of thing. So it's like maybe your sleep paralysis demon was just like being a little dick <laughs> and you got your arm free. So then he left you alone. So yeah, of course, you're going to go back to sleep, I guess. I don't know. I can see the logic. So, you know. all right our next story comes from kayla kayla writes hi tara and jessica longtime listener first time writer Ooh, that's exciting me and my 13 year old daughter have been listening since the beginning oh my god i didn't do this on purpose guys i swear (laughs) me and my 13 year old daughter have been listening since the beginning our favorite time of the month is listener encounters we love hearing all the paranormal things We have a lot of stories, so there will be more emails to follow. Can't fucking wait. Send them. Ooh, okay, guys. All right, so her heading for this one is, but first, a good old Ouija board story. Down, always down. Okay. The year was 2001, and it was my 13th birthday. Now, I have always been into witchcraft, ghost spirituality, paranormal, and so forth. But I was sent to Catholic school and raised Catholic my whole life. But my dad would always take me to the bookstores and buy me whatever witchy book or tarot deck I wanted ever since I was eight. He just loved watching me read. See, good parenting. Love that. Now, my 13th birthday was also my first co-ed party. All I wanted was a Ouija board, but I couldn't ask my Catholic school friends for it. And my mom said I couldn't have one. Okay, I kind of agree with mom. Just saying. (laughs) So I did what any new teen would do and asked for money. After my party, I counted my cash and was totally ready to go to Toys R Us the next day for my purchase. It's funny, like, how we associate Ouija boards, and then you can literally get them at fucking, like, the store, like, regular store. Thanks, Hasbro. (laughs) I walked right in and bought the -the glow-in-the-dark, totally 90s rad Ouija board of my dreams. Oh my god, I'm jealous. Went home, opened her up with my best friend and two younger sisters. My mom wasn't home, so we decided to play in the front walkway of the house. We all put our fingers on the planchette, asked some questions, but nothing happened. In my new teen disappointment, I got sad that the magic didn't work and it didn't move on its own or anything, so I closed it up and put it away without saying goodbye. Oh god, this is gonna be bad. (laughs) The next day, my mom went to work again and we took the board out. My youngest sister decided she did not want to play with that thing, but we forced her to at least sit in the circle. Here we go again in the same spot we sat in yesterday, fingers on the planchette, asking questions, and today, it moved. I took notes, and we were all scared but thrilled. My baby sister started crying as soon as my mom pulled into the driveway. We all said goodbye this time, and I threw it all into the box as fast as possible and chucked the board into my closet. Well, that night is when shit hit the fan. I couldn't sleep and I didn't want to open my eyes or look into my closet because I could feel the bad energy in there. So I looked out my door to the hallway where I made my escape to my sister's room. But as I looked, there stood a huge dark shadow man and I went to scream and nothing came out. I sat up in my bed till morning praying and crying. Turns out the same night, my baby sister, who didn't want to play, had sleep paralysis. 
She drew the demon that was sitting on her chest and showed it to my mom. My mom talked it all up to nonsense. The next night, I slept with my sisters and didn't dare look at the hallway. We woke to my baby sister screaming her legs were being pulled. And sure enough, there were marks on her ankles. Oh, God. No, no, no. Mm -mm. Out of the house. Bye. (laughs) My mom called a priest, booked a cleansing at my house, and took me and that board to Toys R Us to return it. The lady at the store wouldn't even touch it. I had to walk it to the back alone. Wow, that like definitely shows it was definitely early 2000s because I don't think Toys R Us is a thing anymore, but like stores would not do that. (laughs) The priest came to my house, blessed it with holy water, gave us all rosaries and told us to repent and ask for protection. That Catholic guilt worked, though, because we prayed and prayed. The dark energy may have lessened, but never left. The years passed and friends and boyfriends came and went. Nobody entered the hallway alone. We'd all run to and from the restroom. We never told others the story of why they felt like this, but they all explained the same feelings, being watched, dark shadow people, doom. The house definitely stayed haunted. The day we moved out, I was 19 years old, and I cleansed myself of all that lived there. I told it not to follow us, and I finally breathed easy in my new room. I feel bad for whoever is there now. And now I'm in my 30s, a mom to a 13-year-old and a 2-year-old baby widget. Aww. And now, in my 30s, I'm a mom to a 13-year-old and 2-year-old baby witches, and I won't let them buy a Ouija board. I tell them about baby witch Kayla, who made that mistake. I do own tarot cards, do readings, cast spells, have black cats, but I will never buy a Ouija board. I hope the story spooked everyone, and don't worry, I have more stories to send in. Love and spooky juice, Kayla. Oh my god. I love that, though. I love that. You're like, see... You have that kind of experience and you're like, no, not doing that again. No. (laughs) But like, if you have a picture of the one you had, I would love to see it because I know they have like that pink one, like the pink and purple one, and they had some other ones. I just, I love seeing, I know it's weird, but I love seeing all the different, I love seeing all the different styles of Ouija boards because some of them are just beautiful, especially like the older ones that are made of wood and things like that. Like just the art and craftsmanship are just beautiful. But I still probably wouldn't have any in my house. (laughs) All right. So our last story of the evening or day, whenever you're listening to this, comes from Alan. And I glanced through and this is also a Ouija board story. I love that. (laughs) We love a good theme. Everything tied together today. All right. So Alan writes, It started when I was 18 and moved into my own place. We had a housewarming party with a few friends and family. We decided to make a Ouija board on our table and use a shot glass as a planchette. We made contact with a couple that said their names were Bob and Ann Pierce, and they informed us where they were buried. This confused us as we knew the area but were completely unaware of a graveyard. We later found out that there was in fact a graveyard, but unfortunately... It was unkept and overgrown, and it was impossible to look for their graves. Next, we made contact with someone that spelled out Xmas, Xmas, Xmas three times. I've tried to research this, but found nothing besides it standing for Christmas. We deduced that this spirit didn't have any good intentions and said that one of us would die alone and be surrounded by bad luck. Wow, Debbie Downer one. (laughs) We closed the session, and I took the shot glass outside and threw it against the stone steps, where it exploded into sparks. Oh, ew, don't like that, but I'm glad you broke it. (laughs) 
That night, I decided to sleep at my mother's house and left my housemate there on his own. Very brave of me, I know. The next morning, I went back to the house to find that my housemate wasn't there. I contacted him and he informed me that he heard banging from upstairs and he saw what he thought was a dark shadow hand reach around the door. So he left and went back to his mother's as well. Smart, smart. I would get the fuck out of there too. (laughs) After that, we put on our big boy pants and decided to just stay there and deal with it. But nothing else ever happened after that. Fast forward a few years, I got married, everything was good in the first few years, and we had three children together, two boys and a girl, then things started to go downhill, we were arguing pretty much every day. I later found out she was messaging another man, and I left. That bit of information was just to let you know the bad luck that I had, but some things turned out to be good in the end. My former wife and I were living the best life at first until we went on a ghost hunt at a former grammar school near me that was built in 1906. It was really good. We did Ouija boards. Nothing came through directed to me. Table tipping and even went down to the old boiler room. I was happy to go down there on my own. The dead doesn't scare me, just the living. When we had a break, they had different haunted objects, including a Dybbuk box that had a warning on it advising people not to touch it. Me being naive and because I had a feeling of something drawing me towards it, I looked around me And when no one was around me, I placed my entire hand upon it. It felt warm to the touch, even though it was around 3 a.m. and the building was fully air conditioned, and it was quite cool. After this night, the argument between me and my wife started. I can't even tell you what half the arguments were about, but some of them were just silly things, like I I would forget something or forgot to do something. Things a lot of the time, I would just walk out and go on a long walk to get some space. Anyway, long story short, we are now separated and she has a new girlfriend. We all get along and I'm around there with the children every day, but I'm now 43 and have lived on my own for over four years, too scared to look for love as I don't want any relationships to go down the same road. Oh, thank you for your time. I suffer from depression and anxiety, but listening to your podcast gets me through the days. Love from your faithful spookster, Alan. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Alan. Oh my God, like... Don't touch any more haunted things. <laughs> That's all I have to say. And as far as the anxiety and depression, you are not alone. We are here for you. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. I hope you enjoyed these spooky stories. And if you would like to share your spooky or true crime encounter with us, you can send that over to us at threespookgirls at gmail.com. And with that, I'll go ahead and see you back here on Thursday with Jess to continue our coverage on the Barbie and Ken killers. Bye, guys. Murder in America is a true crime podcast that covers stories from all 50 states, including stories of mass shootings, serial killers, and lesser known murders. Do you find yourself doing more research after listening to a true crime show? Well, Courtney and I used to do the same thing, and that's why we created Murder in America. Our podcast dives deep into each case. Our storytelling will make you feel like you're right there within the case with us, watching it all play out. And we do not shy away from the graphic details. If you're a fan of true crime, then listen to Murder in America on Spotify now.